Hi! Whoa, look at that. Ka-chink. Hey everybody, it's Right Now, and we're going to talk about flex pens. Now we have a video that's going to be coming out about... Are you alright there? Yeah. McCafe? How is that McCafe no, this used This used to be McDonald's coffee, now it's whatever was in the kitchen combined with that. Oh. There's some so it's a blend. There's Custom some blend. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just wasn't ready for what was going to happen in my mouth. I wasn't ready for your reaction to what <laughs> happened sorry. in your mouth. And now everybody else wasn't ready for either of us to be talking about anyway, this. Anyway. <laughs> I rudely interrupted your language with my facial expressions. Yes, so you did. Yes, continue, you did. Please. Way to hijack the video. Anyway, that's all right. We love you anyway, Drew. So let's talk about flex pens. Because please. We have a video that we already shot. Andy is working on the B-roll and editing and stuff. So no pressure. But it'll be out in the next two weeks, I would say. Two so weeks? So much pressure. Something like that. Andy's feeling the pressure right now. Circa 2018. If the camera starts shaking, it's because she's nervous because of all the pressure. No, that's fine. But uh, no, so we wanted to kind of uh, uh, set up for that video because it's going to be a really detailed video with all the terminology and, you know, a little bit of what history that we know uh, about it. But we have a variety of different pens that we're actually going to kind of dip and play with and show you as an example of how they write and talk a little bit about how some flexes compare to some other flexes. That's right, because recently there have been a lot of uh, retail, uh, sorry, manufacturers that have kind of dipped their toes into the flex zone and made them pretty affordable and easy to get your hands on. A lot of folks have gotten their hands on their first flex pen. And they have certain expectations, goals, wants, needs, flex desires. expectations. You could say. You could say flex expectations. So we're gonna talk about that too. All right. So you it. know. So we got a lot of pens here. So let's start talking about pens. All right. Well, since I just mentioned, well, you do want to start from the beginning. You want to go like Ooh. chronologically, or do you want to talk about like? Uh, I don't know. We didn't. We literally we were like pulling pens out of the drawer five minutes before this video. We we're well, like, oh, let's talk about this. Well, let's. let's, let's this. Since I just mentioned kind of you know what's on the market now. Let's start with that okay. because that I definitely know we okay. want to cover. Like, you know, Fair you've enough. probably heard about the Conklin Duraflex, which was, you know, it made a big splash. Conklin, you know, long time established brand, put the Omniflex nib on a Duragraph ish body and called it the Duraflex. Ooh, la, la. So here we have that. Get in on that. And um, mm. this type of flex pen is unique. Or the, I put it right here, Andy, for yeah. you. This nib is unique. Um, it's a steel nib, so steel inherently isn't super bendy, but it has those unique notches taken out of the side. And when these notches are taken out of the side, right alongside of the breather hole, it allows a little bit more of a bend to happen while you're writing. Yeah, it's essentially less metal there, so it allows it to flex a little bit. So. When I do normal writing, it's more like a fine, maybe a medium nib somewhere around there. And then when I bend it, the tines flex out and it fattens up the line. Now I got Noodler's Black in this particular pen. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it works. So as you're writing, you can get some decent line variation. Now you gotta put a decent amount of pressure on it. So for those who are like looking for this kind of vintage wet noodle experience, which kind of you know, sounds weird if you aren't familiar with pen terminology, but that's a very commonly used term for like the best of the best for, um, you know, vintage flex. And yes, I have that uh, in this pen right here. So this is a Waterman Pink um, that has some flex to it. I don't know, there's no like flex rating or anything like that, but um, this, this nib um, is a slightly different technique. It's got more of a taper to the shoulders. It doesn't have any notches cut out. It's got this keyhole, breather hole, um, but uh, basically, I don't know if you can see it, Andy, I don't have it inked up, but 
Um, you can see here as the tines kind of flex out, and it requires maybe half the pressure of the Duraflex. Now this isn't, I don't know if this one is considered a wet noodle necessarily, but you can see there whoop, how easily that flexes out and get some pretty decent variation. Mm -hmm. Along the same lines of the Conklin Duraflex, you've got another steel flex nib that you know has entered into the market during the modern age. And, uh, well, actually, multiple pens. Noodlers always makes pens mm -hmm. with flex nibs. And they take a different approach than Conklin does. Rather than ch taking chunks out of the shoulders of the nib to make it easier to bend, you can see that the slit in the nib to create the tines is super long in comparison to your average nib. Most nibs, uh, you know, they end kind of right along where the shoulders are at a breather hole. This one has no breather hole and really no end in sight. It actually ends, you know, kind of right here where the grip section ends. So they take a different approach and that's how you get flex by just having a very, very long set of tines and a very long <laughs> nib slit. So this is the creeper. This is the smaller version of it. And you creeped right in there. I, see, I, see, I did. I, I just kind of creeped like, the creeper. Hey, don't forget me. Um, so with this one, it also takes a decent amount of pressure to, uh, I just dipped it, so decent amount of pressure to uh, get some line variation. But it's a steel nib and that's just kind of going to be the way they are. With steel nibs, you are gonna have to put more pressure down to get the variation that you want. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the Creeper. The Creeper is a thinner pen, so for some people like me who have larger hands, you might even have to feel like you get a tighter grip on it, but um, you know, it's in, in terms of performance between these two pens, uh, I think the, oh yeah, and these, these don't really retain a ton of ink if you just dip them, but ta-da. Um, I find the nib itself to the the starting line is a little bit thinner than the, the Duraflex uh, nib, but uh, the amount that it flexes out is pretty comparable between the, um, the Durahab and the Duraflex and the Conrad and the Duraflex and the nib yeah. Creeper. So honestly. that's the steel kind of modern, and this is what you're probably going to see more often from here on out. You know, as far as the flex pens that are going to be easy to acquire. And all of these are well under a hundred dollars. Um, yeah, oh yeah. The uh, and you know we'll see uh, probably Conklin coming out with some even more affordable models, and some other Indeed. other brands probably might you know uh, follow suit. So we'll see. This one up a little bit because I feel like it makes a difference. Okay. Um, we got the Falcon here. This is the Pilot Falcon, um, and this one is the extra fine because it provides uh, kind of more variation. I think <coughs> the Falcon is advertised as a soft nib. They actually make the Falcon in a, a regular stiff nib and in a soft nib, but in the U.S. they only have the soft nib. I did not know that they made a non-soft Falcon. Yes, they do. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the same shape and everything. It's just not as uh, soft. Yeah. So, what? Um, this one, yeah, just blew Drew's mind right there. Seriously? So, this one you get a very fine line because it is a Pilot, uh, which is a Japanese pen. I mean, look how fine that line is, Drew. And then when you want to bend it out, you can do it. Uh, now it's not going to be as wide of a line. You able to get this at all, Andy? Yeah, oh, I was hey just there. freaking out for a second. Oh, gimbal's freaking out. Yeah. All right. So you can see here the difference between the line variation. Like, it doesn't get as wide of a line. I mean, I could really mash it and try and get more out of it, but really this is about as far as you want to go with it. But because you're starting with such a fine line, it gets pretty decent variation. So uh, even though they call it a soft nib, um, a lot of people refer to it as a flexible nib pen. Right, okay. Yeah, I can, I can do it one more time. Sure. Okay, so here you go, soft. Okay, I'm not as actually good as writing real letters with it, but soft. 
And you get an idea of variation. Yeah, similarly to the Falcon, Pilot puts a what they call Falcon nib or FA nib on their custom 912, which is a different pen and a different nib. Even though it's called an FA nib, which does, which does you know stand for Falcon, it is not the same nib. This one, like you saw earlier on the Omniflex nib on the Duraflex pen, has these notches cut out to make the nib more bouncy as you write with it. But this one, different than the Duraflex, is a gold nib. So it is going to flex a whole lot more than you saw with the Duraflex, or a whole lot easier, I should say. Yeah, now the trick is with this FA, Drew and I both kind of hate this nib. Not hate, but we just it doesn't work as well for our style of writing because we write at a little bit lower angle. I figured it out though, Brian. You did? You hacked it? No, no, I just I just kind of got used to it. Okay, so you have to hold it at a steeper angle because basically the way the Japanese writing is is they write in um, short strokes, short quick strokes. Um, so that's really how they they grind the nib. It's different than the more Western style of writing, which is longer, uh, kind of more elegant. Um, you know, swoops and swirls and stuff like that. Um, so it, it, uh, if you hold it at a low angle, right in these long strokes, it's not going to be as ideally suited. Yeah, see, I went low just now. Yeah, so you got to hold it. Yeah, so like this, this, you hold it at a low angle, that. boom. But you got like you barely gotta, anything. And if I move it up a little bit, up. it wakes back up. Exactly. Oh, no, no, it's not. Anyway, um, I do love this pen. It's I, I have. Wow, I love it love-hate relationship. One interesting thing about this, and uh, something we can kind of segue going back to the Noodler's pens, the feed on this pen is going to be the same feed that they use on the soft version of this pen, mm -hmm. the um, uh, 1. Uh, I think it's 1.1 stub, 1.0 stub. Yep. They've got a bunch of different nibs on this pen, and the feed is the same. And that's important because a lot of, uh, well, not a lot of, most flex nib pens in the modern age don't have feeds that are adapted to the flex nib itself. And that means that the ink channel that provides ink from the ink reservoir of the pen to the tip of the nib, that tunnel for ink is not opened up wide enough to kind of like just tolerate the amount of ink that a flex nib wants to put down on the paper. So that's what's stopping this pen a lot. That's what's stopping the Falcon a lot. The only pen in this setup that we have that has a ink channel tailored specifically for flex writing is the Ahab. Um, I'm sorry, is the uh, the Noodler's pens. Yeah, they, they share the same style of feed. Um, Nathan Tardiff at Noodler's really gouged that thing out. So if you look at it, you know, you can visually see that it is a, you know, a veritable half pipe of ink going in down the uh, feed there. Veritable half pipe. I, veritable it may have been the first time that's ever been said. Um, another one that I have is the Omos Extra flexible. Mm. So this is um, one that uh, you know the the late Omos. Uh, they had a pretty fantastic flex nib, in my opinion. It's very soft. It actually feels closer to kind of that Waterman, that old kind of wet noodle type feel, um, and it gets a decent variation. This is the fine nib uh, that I have on this uh, on this. I believe this is the Paragon. No, is it Paragon. I can't remember. I believe it's Paragon. Yeah. So uh, very decent, decent writing pen. Oh. Mm. Kind of miss it, makes, and makes me want Omos again. But and we've talked a couple, you know. So we've mentioned that there's a, uh, you know, there's kind of uh, if you take notches out of the side of a feed, side of a nib, that mm -hmm. can create bounce and flex. Yes. And uh, we've also talked about really really long tines or a long slit that can do mm -hmm. it. And what you saw with the Falcon, and also what you're seeing with the uh, the Omos there, mm -hmm. in addition to some other things, but just narrowing 
the uh, nib can also get you that yes. bend as well. Basically, so, you're trying to remove material. Yeah. You can also do it by removing like the underside. You can thin right. out the metal. So really, it's just the less material that's there, the softer it'll be. Yeah. And from what I understand, talking to several different kind of nib workers and stuff, it is truly an art form to get these things to not only flex well and perform well, but to get them to actually spring back. Because some of them will spring and then that's it. Which is why you don't see quite as many as you'd probably like to see on the market right now. Indeed. And then um, I kind of want to leave on the note of talking about uh, dip calligraphy nibs because these are kind of in a whole different class. We don't sell any of these, but it's worth mentioning because anybody who kind of comes over from the calligraphy world, they may you know have to understand kind of what it means when you translate it to a fountain pen. So these fountain pen nibs are made to last for years and years and years. Dip calligraphy nibs are a little bit different. They're usually a spring steel. It's just a lower quality of steel because they're meant to be essentially disposable. Hmm. And um, they are replaceable, so you might pay a dollar or two per nib, so they're very inexpensive. But that's because you essentially, are, they don't feel particularly great on the page, and it's not gonna work probably very well at all with fountain pen ink because it's meant to be used with thicker calligraphy ink, um, but we're just give it a shot. So do that, and then it just springs out like wah, like crazy. So you can't really, it's, it's not keeping flow, but you can see by the railroading how far out it's flexing. Right, so with um, dip ink, it's going to be a lot more viscous, so it's going to have more, uh, I guess, surface tension. When you those tines open up, it's going to be able to kind of bridge that gap a little bit better. Yeah. But you definitely shouldn't put it in your fountain pen. No, you do not want to put calligraphy ink in your fountain pen. If you put fountain pen ink on your calligraphy nib, it's not going to work great, as you just saw. No. Um, but there are a couple of manufacturers that are starting to toy around with um, putting dip nibs in fountain pens. So they're trying to hack that. So that's really interesting to see. And then, uh, you know, there's... Uh, some people that like hack their gin house by putting zebra jean nibs and stuff like that. In but them. that is some, a right now for some, a different day. Some mixed success <laughs> on that, but maybe if you're interested in kind of experimenting with that, you can do so. So anyway, this is kind of just a, us playing around with some pens here. Hopefully uh, this was interesting to you. If you found it palatable, then I think you'll really enjoy the FlexNib video that we're going to have coming out soon. And uh, I hope you enjoy your nasty coffee, Drew. I'm and, getting used uh, to it. I'm going to enjoy my spa water, my cucumber water, because I'm enjoying it quite much. And I'll have my coffee at 10 o'clock. My intermittent. I've lost six pounds, by the way. I, I've been keeping keep up on your Instagram. Six point well two done. pounds since Tuesday of last week. Nice. It's kind of intense, actually. Let's all give him a like... collective thumbs up. Feel hey, that? That's everybody. That. That's everybody. That. Ooh, right. That was good. Everybody was ready for it too. Yeah. They're totally not like. I'm sorry the people in your office saw you do that, but thank you for your support. They didn't do it. Yeah, they Come did. On. They no. did. They totally did. They definitely didn't. <laughs> no way. If you did, then give a thumbs up in the comments. Otherwise, hope you have a fantastic Monday. We got our web launch coming on Wednesday. So the site's gonna go down tomorrow afternoon. It'll be down for about 24 hours, but you can watch awesome videos like these and many <laughs> others. What's that, Rachel? In the morning. In the morning. It's going down in the morning. Yeah. It'll be down for about 24 hours. And then it'll be back up with the site reborn like a phoenix rising from the ashes on Wednesday. So get ready for that. Hope you have a great rest of your day and right on.